Hi, this is Bill Copeland. Welcome to Copeland's World. Today we have Ryan Bolton, a former student of mine who's an alum, who's been out for since I think 2012. Um, 11. And I will talk to, to tell you a little bit about him as a student, but I think first you need to know uh, what he does. So tell us a little bit about your path at Syracuse, and then I'll have another question. Sure. Well, thank you for having me, Copeland. The When I was a student at Syracuse, I graduated in 2011. I had to correct you because attention to detail is important, as I learned in thank your Thank you classes. very much. You learned that from my class. Exactly. Well, I always say, do what I say, not what I do. Exactly. Okay, go right. ahead. Exactly. And so I uh, dual majored in policy studies, which actually came as an afterthought. It wasn't the reason I came to Syracuse. I came here, like many, for Newhouse. Um, I was a television, radio, film major. I don't think I had declared at that point, but I had taken your 101 class freshman or sophomore year as a requirement for Newhouse. And um, I was somebody in, in high school who went to the school board meetings. So I was like, oh, this is, I found my spot. This is where I want to be. Um, so dual majored in policy studies and in television, radio, film. Uh, from there, really the biggest thing on campus for me was getting involved with Citrus TV. I was the general manager in 2010. That's the student TV station? That Correct. Where a bunch of little kids run around and don't know what they're doing? Yeah. And in hindsight now, I'm like, oh, I was actually in charge of a 300-person company. <laughs> like, right. like with a with a multi-hundred thousand dollar budget from the student association. <laughs> like, what, not really knowing what to do. Um, but that made it a great learning experience. Right. You absolutely. learn what to do. Exactly. By doing yeah. it. Dealing with people, dealing with schedules, dealing with time management, project management, uh, all the things that are in many of your, uh, many of your books um, and your classes. And so from there, I interned at ESPN um, in Bristol, Connecticut, where they've got their headquarters, worked as a, as in studio operations, mostly doing camera work um, for shows like Sports Center and NFL Live and uh, Baseball Tonight and College Football Final, where I would always make sure the Syracuse helmet was on the set um, whenever I was working on the football shows, the college football shows. Um, and now I work as a freelance camera operator, mostly doing specialty camera work, so operating uh, camera cranes with remote-controlled cameras on the end that like go out over crowds at concerts, for example, and then Steadicam, which is a, a stabilized camera that it's it's a r camera rig that I wear and can you know run around and chase after celebrities and stuff like that. Um, so what, what's like the biggest gig you have done or are going to do? Yeah, so I've got a few. I always like working doing music. Um, I I grew up playing the cello, and so being able to translate the this you're gonna hate this because it's really like an artsy fartsy philosophical way of saying it, but like being able to translate music to like a visual medium, um, I find that very interesting and, a, and an interesting creative challenge. Um, so doing concerts and things like that are big. Um, I did the Grammy Awards when they were in New York City. Uh, the year Bruno Mars won about a million awards. I had this one shot of, uh, of Alicia Keys giving him a hug as she hands him the Grammy. That like, And I've got a director yelling in my ear because I'm in every shot, but it's like, I had to catch that moment. Um, and then um, I've done some work with Bruce Springsteen. Um, I do New Year's Eve every year in, in Times Square for the ball drop the last eight or nine years. Uh, you know, in, in any of these jobs as a freelancer, somebody who doesn't work in the same office every day, um, dealing with people and leaving a good impression with people and, and want, you know, making, making myself somebody that, like, people want to work with, right, because they have to, they can decide whether or not they want to hire me in the future, but then also having to keep track of all of that, having to tr keep track of scheduling and invoicing and, uh, 
my calendar and about 9,000 emails from all these different clients and then, you know, making all of that work. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of data management, right? It's a lot of record keeping and, and obviously then it's a lot of Excel. You know, you, you sort of made a, a statement that I don't like art. Right. I've changed my mind on that. Yeah. Did I, somebody finally make a statue out of you or is that? Yeah. <laughs> Is there is no, there a, I, I is there a find, portrait of I, you hanging I, in the I, Maxwell? I find these artists, floppy? students who are artsy fartsy, as you said, tend to be very good and be very successful. Mm -hmm. And even though I hate it, I yeah. actually like it. And plus, if you're like in the theater production, you got to learn time management. So you right. actually learn skills from theater and new house yeah. and a lot uh, of teamwork. Yeah, there's like a lot of team. Like I always say, uh, since I grew up playing the cello, it's like working in a live television. Uh, crew, it's like playing in, in an orchestra or band because you've got a director. If you're a little bit of, you know, now, okay, in the orchestra, you might be a little out of tune, but here, like, okay, my shot could be a little out of focus or a graphic could be misspelled. Okay, stop yes, talking. Time so management. Much. Okay, important. calm down. So, I'm very excited what, about time what management. What is, what was more it. valuable to you, your new house experience or your policy studies experience? Yeah, you're asking me questions you know the answer to, but I guess your audience doesn't. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, in my, as I was mentioning, dealing with different people, dealing with different bureaucracies, the idea as a freelancer where every day is a job interview for my next job, um, those people skills, um, which, which lies into Dale Carnegie and how to win friends and influence people, right? How to just treat people correctly um, to get what you want. Uh, and, and, and not only to get what you want, but to, you know, find the greater good and, and, and solve a problem together. That stuff is so important. Um, the idea of like trying to get from point A to point B and you've got all these people and bureaucratic things in the way and how do you navigate that to, to accomplish something, to solve a problem, um, that's all policy studies, right? That's stuff that, I mean, it's not just my industry, it's every industry is using those, needs those sorts of skills for people to succeed. Now you mentioned Dale Carnegie. What's your, uh, how do you summarize Dale Carnegie? Yeah. So I, it's funny cause I speak, um, I'll come and talk at some of the citrus TV events up here, but I'll also go back to like my middle school and speak to, you know, at middle school career day. So I, depending on my audience, I, I give a different message, but I try to summarize it as don't be a dick. Right. That's Which pretty much covers you're summarizing yeah. all his books and everything. Don't be a dick. We could put I, it I on a t-shirt. I think don't be a dick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, and then for the middle schoolers, I say, don't be a jerk. And then when I try to be positive, I say, be a nice person when I don't want to be a negative. But um, it really, it's so important. And, you know, I see other people I work with who succeed because of that, right? And it's everything from, it could be a director or a producer, or it could be a production assistant or a security guard or a custodial staff. And you don't know who you're talking to and in which direction and where it's going to benefit you later uh, and where it's going to benefit just both of you as uh, having a relationship. And so, yeah, it's really, it's just that it, I might be more important than actually being good at your job. Yeah, I think so. You, yeah. You, that's what you found. That think, yeah. These nerdy cameramen don't get jobs like you do. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's some like we're we're all a dime a dozen at what we do. Right. So it's like if 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 you're not somebody who's nice to uh, with few exceptions, there are some camera operators who have been doing it for so long they can get away with saying and doing whatever they want. Um, I'm certainly not one of them. Um, and so, you know, yeah, you still need to be good at your job. But it, being a pleasant person to work with and bringing a good attitude to to a set and stuff. And again, from the top to the bottom, from the people above the line, uh, you know, in front of and behind the camera, you've got to be you've got to show kindness because that's what 
it's gonna it, it helps everybody to be that way so a, a really good example of dale carnegie in action a show that i would say i saw it more than anything and it's the two days of my career that are like and i think i can say this without insulting any clients that are like the two best days of my career we're filling in for somebody on sesame street um in the, on the camera crew where i'm now like looking down the lens at Bert and Ernie and they're looking around the camera at me and as ca in character having a conversation with me and asking me how my day was going. And you want to talk about a place that's like, I mean, how could it not be the happiest place to work, right? It's Sesame Street. Well, because everybody, everyone who's there is, they don't, might not realize it, they're, in, they're putting those Dale Carnegie principles to use constantly, all the time, all day. I think from everybody on that crew, from whether it was the guy from craft services who came around with chocolate in the afternoon up to, you know, Elmo, whose name also happened to be Ryan. So that made it very confusing, but we did bond over that and both decided neither of us could do each other's job uh, particularly well. Um, you know, it, it didn't matter who you were. Everybody was treating each other with kindness. And so when we had to like, filming puppets is a very different thing than filming people because you have to make sure you don't you don't show the bottom of the frame you don't show their hands right and so they have to find their marks they're looking at a monitor on the floor they've got people helping them um i've got utilities and grips who are helping me to get the get our camera crane up onto dolly track and move around and set up in different locations in the studio and so we all we're all dealing on our own things and then we have to come together and make that shot happen make a with a moving camera shot not blow that oh, there's puppeteers, you know, below the frame. And when we, when we treat each other with respect and we understand that, okay, if we have to do another take because, you know, the camera didn't land exactly where they had planned for their hand to be, like, we can get through it and get along, you know, instead of having some kind of argument or getting upset or getting frustrated. Like, no, we're all in this together and we're all kind of creating this thing together. And I think creating something like Sesame Street, it's like, how do you not, you have to be kind to each other. You have to, that's what, that's what the show is all about. Basically, Dale Carnegie probably could have written Sesame Street, is uh -huh. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, um, how, do you know I consider you to be the worst policy studies student I've ever had? You, you remind me of this often, yes. <laughs> you were so not good. Yeah, although you forget my humble beginnings in 101, where I did, I aced 101 handily. Right. And then I was a TA. Yeah, I forgot that because I have such yeah. a bad picture of you. And then what happened? And then, well, and then I did that semester. Of, you used to do a semester of student teaching in, in Manhattan. I did that. Learned I did not want to be a teacher. That was the hard. That was the time of my life. I started drinking coffee <laughs> because it was just like getting up every day. And, and we were only doing four days a week and we were t we were group team teaching. Yeah, no, and it exhausted. still was like, how, I don't know how anyone I don't know how teachers and educators do it and i like me neither it, it got me away from wanting to go into that field as a career but wanting to be passionate about giving back to that field. okay so but so anyway th that was when i was a good policy studies major and then i started getting involved with other things on campus like uh well i thought i wanted to do the daily orange i thought i wanted to be a journalist and that was uh that was a little <laughs> it was a yeah journalism stuff yeah our, our producers are laughing all yeah, they want to be journalists. They, don't worry, there's time for you to figure out your lives. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, obviously a very important profession, but that wasn't for me. And then I got involved with some other things on campus, including Citrus TV. So wait, wait a minute, Citrus I think TV. you're trying to say you, Citrus divorced, TV ruined, me. you yes. divorced me, yes. ignored me, ignored my major, and just got away with because murder. Of Citrus that, because of Citrus TV. You, your priorities changed because oh, yeah. priorities are a right. bitch. Um, yeah. But you, you just decided... I'll just get away with as much as I right. can. Well, I realized at some point 
what my GPA needed to be to keep my scholarship that I had gotten because I was a good high school student, right? And then I realized what, I, what I, I was enjoying the professional activities and getting more out of them than most of the class activities, with some exceptions in, in a few of your classes. I don't want to get it wrong. Like, took a grant writing class that um, Policy Studies was offering at the time. Now I run a grant program, spoiler alert. So I got to use a little bit, right? I've, there are things that I draw upon from the classroom. Um, but yeah, no, it got to be like, oh, these experiences where I'm managing people, managing resources, creating productions, um, and and really basically like running a company was how it felt. That is something that I realized in the moment was like, it was something I was passionate about then, but also now I can draw on that and be like, oh, that was really important. So that Citrus TV thing yeah. not only developed your skills, it also was extremely important for career exploration. And um, together, yeah. that was the main component of your education. Policy studies made it possible gave you some of the right. basic and, skills. Yeah, and policy studies I was using when I was, uh, I, I made a print chart when I was uh, general manager at Citrus TV putting our budget together because I was like, they're never, the student association's never going to want to spend this kind of money on our organization. We had a lot of needs for like equipment that hadn't been upgraded in decades. And some of the equipment, the manual was written before I was born. And so it was, you know, I used, I made a print chart and I said, how do we figure out, create a strategy you know, to work with the student association to benefit the 300, 350 students that are at Citrus and what, TV. What was the total amount of money you got for that? Uh, it was just shy of $300,000, wow. which as a college student 15 years ago was like, what? So Citrus TV is one of several uh, operating budget organizations, right? Where they're, it's, so they're doing things, activities throughout the year. UU is one of them too. And UU definitely that that's another one yeah. where and now you probably hate it they're just putting together parties and concerts and stuff but but what you've got happening is students who are taking care of booking and contract yeah. negotiations and scheduling no. and working with the venue and working with an artist and working with the artist's people and then working on promotions and it's all of these those are all real world skills that apply to so many no, different a, no yeah. matter what they're doing i love right. it because and so they're learning skills right so the student organizations it could it could be you know, there's plenty of different paths to take in, in, on campus. It doesn't need to be at the TV station. But, um, you know, there's that, that was a very valuable and really about dealing with people. And in hindsight, I don't think about it, but it's like we didn't have an HR department, right? Like now you go work for a company. They have HR. If there's a conflict between two employees or that. No, like we had to just figure out and mediate that ourselves. And now that's something where like when I if I am working with somebody I haven't worked before, like being able to. Um, understand their needs and wants and personalities and still get out, accomplish what I need to accomplish on a, on a show and what, what's better for the production. Like so that, those are okay. skills that came, soft skills that come from, to, from right. doing Right. Let me, let me uh, delve into this a little bit. So when you were in this position, you had how many students working for you when you were head of Citrus I wouldn't TV? say they were working for me because well, they were, they're all volunteers. You were they, bossing yeah, around how well, many students? I was, I was, I was, Laying the foundation for which they could, uh, uh, I was cleaning the sandbox, let's say, where they could work and learn and grow. Um, so how many of them were idiots and you had to yell at them and not use Dale yeah. Carnegie? Well, and it, and it was 300, 350 students, um, and it's still somewhere around there. Uh, I, you know, well, you let become, me my, uh, yeah, here's my question. Yeah, yeah, you're saying. Were you not that well Dale Carnegie when trained I started. when you started? Right. And you were... Yes, and I can think of two very good examples. One is when I would be directing. I'd be in the seat calling the cameras, calling the graphics, all of that stuff. So now everybody, and usually it's freshmen who are less experienced, they're the ones running those positions. Um, I was very impatient. 
And I've, I've worked with directors like that who are very impatient, who, uh, who scream a lot. And that was not the right approach to get the best out of people because they were going to screw up no matter what. And now, now being on the other end of it, I'm like, yeah, that was probably not the right approach. Um, there was only one or two other times I can think of where I really had to get stern with somebody about like, you know, they really messed something up scheduling wise or they broke something and it's, you know, but overall it, you know, especially being all volunteer, like I, it's not like I could be like, well, I'm, you're not going to get a bonus this year. <laughs> so you're pretty consumed with this fantastic voyage you're on having fun. So it's it all about you. Well, I mean, First of all, it's not all, all fun. Um, we were talking earlier. I've, I've worked on New Year's Eve in Times Square the last seven or eight years. There was one year we had single-digit temperatures for two days, and it was four, for 14-hour days. I couldn't feel my face for two weeks. I don't care how much money I'm making and how much fun the uh, artist is. It's, there's a point where it okay, can be— Okay, stop yes. that. Or was it all about you? Is it all about me? Or, or do you, do you, you just mean my life in general. You're not just talking about my work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, do you want me to talk are about you? my... Are you a do-well person? Well, that's it's do-well and do-good, right? Oh. Well, yeah. what do you do that's good? Yeah. Because I, uh, so far as all of hearing is, you're like self-inflating. Right. So. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. I, uh, well, you know, as you know, uh, I have a, I have a do-good license plate. Uh, it's a D-zero good in Pennsylvania. Um, hasn't gotten me any, any parking tickets, but uh, it definitely is a symbolic of a, of attention I want to give to, you know, outside of work. Um, I mentioned earlier, like, I never felt after student teaching that, at that high school uh, as part of the policy studies program, um, I, it was like, this isn't, cu- I'm not cut out for this, but I wanted to give back. So a program that I work with, um, a nonprofit program that I'm on the board of directors for is called Odyssey of the Mind. And so it's a K-12 creative problem solving program, not policy studies, societal problems, but things like, you know, you have a certain, you have certain time limit guidelines, materials, and you have to create something that completes a task and then present it as a performance to an audience. So it's STEM with the arts. So we call it STEAM. Um, And so I'm on the board of directors that runs the program as a 501c3 in Pennsylvania. And so I dedicate a lot of time to that where I actually this year I turned down work so I could be there for our state tournament where we get together somewhere around 2,000 students from across Pennsylvania who are all presenting their solutions, being scored, and then they have the chance to advance to what we call the World Finals competition because this program happens all, all across the country and around the world. And so um, I put a lot of time into that because it's I, I went through it personally and I can recognize the skills and the uh, both both hard and soft skills that I got out of it in terms of budgeting, project management, time management, leadership, working as a team, um, and then uh, engineer arts and engineering skills. Um, it, it, it allows students to, do, to develop all of those skills outside of the classroom and kind of a way they've got a coach, but they don't have like a teacher telling them how to do it. They have to figure it out. Um, in fact, we give penalty points if they say, oh, well, my coach helped me with this. They've got to figure it out all on their own. And it's, it's all the way from kindergarten up through 12th grade, even college students. And so that's a that's become my do good, my my primary do good um, give back kind of uh, situation. And as I mentioned earlier, I took that grant writing class. Now I run a grant program to help teams get started in Pennsylvania. And so being able to understand both sides of that and how to put together an application and how to make the form, you know, how to make everything work uh, financially <laughs> also has been, you know, an interesting thing to work out. So, um, well, that's yeah. OK. So I guess the summary is you both. D- 
do well and do good and you're happy. And that's the purpose of policy studies. It's the purpose of my goal in life, which is to help people do it. But I only help a little bit. I think you have this inherent talent and ability to do all this stuff. Um, but I'm still going to brag about you and, <laughs> and say I'm proud of you. Well, yeah, so it was four years of PR, something, you know. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, no, I and, I, and I think it's also doing well at being at doing good, right? So a lot of the do good stuff I that I'm involved with, I'm using skills that are from like that I draw on my photography, graphic design, communication skills. That's what I'm. That's what I'm giving to these organizations. Right. I did some. I was getting my drone pilot's license, and I volunteered to do drone photography at my. Uh, public school district back home that they use now all over their website and promotional materials and things like that. That was, okay, it was a benefit to me. It was a skill I enjoy. It's something they were never going to be able to pay for or pay somebody to come in and do. Um, So I I think there's also do good, do well, and do well at doing good. How do you feel about that? I would call it be competent in doing it. Be competent, Be be a genuine (laughs) do-gooder who's competent, not just a do-gooder who says they're a do-gooder. Yes. Well, the, very interesting about Dale Carnegie. We're going to be doing uh, um, a couple times. We're going to talk on the podcast about how important his principles are. Um, so I'm glad you gave us some real examples. That's fantastic. I want to thank you, Ryan, for coming to this podcast. You did a great job. Um, you made world, uh, Copeland's World more exciting with with uh, your talk about these famous people who I don't know any famous people. So um, you just have to look in the mirror, Copeland. I'm a legend in my own mind, right? Exactly. Okay. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Okay. (laughs) 